So this morning we'll be looking at the economic as well as the social political outlook for Nigeria in 2019. But how many of us remember the word for the house? Our word for 2019. Can we still remember the word? Can we still remember the word? Jehovah our Ebenezer, praise the Lord. And so when the word of God comes, because as Christians we live by faith, and faith comes by hearing the word, the word of God. So when the word of God comes, it's to help focus your faith on what is about to happen. And so this year is a, a particular, peculiar year. Obviously some people call it a year of fear, anxiety, and uncertainty. And you can understand why. Even the weather is behaving in an uncertain manner already. I mean, it's raining in January and in February, and you're wondering what's going on. The peculiarity of the times that we're in now, to a large extent, requires you to understand how to navigate, especially people who are doing business or people who are looking for employment or just people who are observers. I shared this message on the, last week at the Island Church. And when we were done, someone said, so what do we do now? <laughs> because it didn't look very good. It hasn't been looking good for a while. I mean, the last time I came here to talk about the economy of Nigeria, things have since deteriorated or taken a turn for the worse. You know, so it makes you wonder what's really going on. So this morning, what we're going to do is to look at the economic outlook, the sociopolitical outlook. Everybody knows that there's election this year. We also look at how that will impact and how we navigate. And then we'll take questions and comments. And then we'll look at what God has said from the beginning. You know, I'm starting from the beginning, which is the word for the, for the year. There's a reason why we have that word. And I'm sure when Pastor gave that word, he hadn't looked at the summary of the performance of the economy. So God says to us in his word that in that day when the Holy Ghost comes, he will lead us into all truth and he will reveal things to come to us. And so if we have been opportune and privileged to have that participated amongst us, for God has revealed to the man of God things to happen. If you listen to that message, he says that don't assume that this is one of those years where you can just continue to do what you have been doing because you're going to be shocked. Praise the Lord. And so when God says he's going to help us, there's a reason. Because the situation looks to a large extent, if you're looking at economic indicators, very hopeless. But God says he's going to help us. Praise the Lord. And so we shouldn't be afraid, for we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Praise the Lord. So let's get on with things. If multimedia can help us, uh, we have 22 slides. I'm not going to go over the 22 slides. I'll just give a summary. Uh, but previously in my former house, we did a, a complete overhaul of the economy, how it has performed in 2018 and how 2019 will look like. But I'll just look at the key macroeconomic indices for 2019. Okay, so in general, we call it the gross domestic product. It gives you an indication of the growth that has occurred in the economy. So last year, Nigerian economy grew Poultry, uh, 1.8%, which is really, really not very good growth compared to the fact that the population is growing at what, 2.6%. So if you're growing at 2.6% and overall 
for, for the word, lack of a better word, the, the overall available growth is 1.8. It means that people have actually become poorer. So now you now you now know why they say poverty is becoming established in Nigeria because we are growing at a much fast, faster rate than the resources that are available to the, to the people who dwell here. And then also look at the exchange rate because I think this is what that concerns everyone. You know, exchange rate uh, 2015 and 2016 was really very volatile. But last year, we did see a bit of stability uh, because of the introduction of the I&E window and also the exclusion of so many of the things that we import uh, from having access to FX. So, so FX rates last year was pretty much uh, contained. We didn't see all that spike of volatility. So what do we expect for exchange rate this year? We think exchange rate will probably much maintain the same stability. Why? Because it's clear it's an election year. You don't want to touch the exchange rates. Otherwise, you won't get the vote. But by July, uh, there will be a new sheriff in town. Uh, either we re-elect the current CBN governor or reappoint the current CBN governor or a new CBN governor will be appointed because his tenure ends in June. And what he has done um, all this while is to try to maintain FX stability at the expense of every other thing. So you see interest rates going up to attract foreign inflows just to maintain enough inflows within the country to establish FX stability. So the new CBN governor may not take that approach. And if he doesn't take that approach, you could probably see a spike in uh, exchange rate. But be that as it may, it won't be that bad like it was last couple of years. Because the prognosis is that the FX rate should be somewhere like 385, 395. So it's not too far from the current 364, 365 window. So it's not going to be something to worry about. But if you do have FX needs, let's say you are someone that pays school fees abroad or you're medical, it's better to buy FX now. Okay? because you don't know what's going to happen in the second half. It may go higher. So it's better to buy now at 364, 365, as opposed to waiting for it to go to 380, 385, because it's a likely depending on what the CBN governor decides to do. We also will look at interest rates. Interest rates in the economy as of now is pretty much uh, a function of the rate that applies to capital right so the money that you have what sort of rate applies to it what sort of rate are you getting the cbn has maintained a corridor for the npr at 14 percent for a very long time it doesn't look like that 14 percent is now a landmark for the interest rate but it should be told what they have done is to keep it at 14 percent but they have used open market operations omo to try to moderate uh liquidity in the system so there's going to be a tightening what that means is that capital will command more returns why it's simple because if you look at the budget we have for this year government is going to be spending less money than they spent last year so last year the approved budget was in the region of 7.9 trillion so this year they are proposing, based on what Buhari submitted, they are proposing 6.9. So there's a reduction in the amount of money they're going to be spending, which means there will be less money available in the economy. In terms of the expenditure, okay, they will be spending... 
So that's the total revenue. But in terms of what they want to spend, they will be spending lower than what was spent last year. So last year they were the expenditure was 9.3. This year they're proposing to spend 8.8 trillion. So what that means is there's a deficit. So they plan to earn 6.9 this year, and they are going to be spending what 8.8. So there's a deficit. So largely, how will they meet that deficit? By borrowing or by increasing taxes? Okay. If you look at the percentage of our tax to our GDP, Nigeria perhaps is the lowest in the world. And it's understandable. Someone said there's, a, there's an agreement between the politicians and the people. If you do not disturb us at, about taxes, we will not disturb you about what you do with the oil revenue. So now that the oil revenue doesn't look too good, it means government to be forced to increase taxes, which means that Nigerian, the Nigerian community will also start asking government, what are you doing with the oil revenue? It's interesting to note that the conversation around Nigeria has always been, we need to diversify our economy from oil. We need to start doing other things. The position was very strong in 2015. They need to diversify the economy. We can't continue to rely on oil. Unfortunately, in 2018, 2019, we are relying now even more on oil than ever before. Now, the sad part is oil revenues continues to constitute a major part of our budget. So the six, the eight, the six point nine they are planning to spend, more than fifty percent of that is going to come from oil revenues. And that is predicated on oil price being $60 a barrel and they were producing 2.3 million barrels a day. In reality, that doesn't look very feasible. First, some people feel that oil price will not trade as much as $60 a barrel per day in 2019. Trade wars, economic slowdown, even the world growth forecast has reduced, so there may not be that so much demand for oil. That is school of thought. Some feel, well, it should trade in the region of $65 per barrel. Even if it does trade at $65 per barrel, okay, you're still going to be challenged as a country. Why? Because of OPEC cuts. So we will not be able to produce, even if we wanted to, the 2.3 million barrels because OPEC is cutting production and, and maximum we can produce or allow to produce is in the region of 1.7, 1.9 million barrels a day. So the revenue target is already short, okay? So regardless of who wins the election, it's not going to be one of those years where you have monies available. It's a tight budget and, and that's why interest rates will be high. Why? Because government will have to borrow. Now there's that conversation that we don't have to borrow domestically. We can go and borrow internationally. So we have been issuing euro bonds, okay? The country has been issuing euro bonds in the region of close to $10 billion plus, and they are using it to do Naira projects. The question really is, what is the return of that sort of exercise? And where do we expect to get the dollars to pay back when they eventually mature? It's still tied to oil. And the outlook for oil doesn't look that very fantastic. So we're already putting the country at a much strenuous position. So interest rates domestically will remain high. And then my advice on how do you play that? So first quarter, we have seen interest rates go high because
because of election concerns. So if you have um, monies to invest, it would be nice for you to buy shorter tenor instruments, 90-day instruments, treasury bills, because you get very high rates, okay? We're talking about rates in the region of 15, 16%. And you'll be getting that, if you start doing no more, you'll be getting like 17%. Why? Because there's short-term demand for capital. Post-election, you will then be moving from short-term or short-tenured instruments to longer-tenured instruments. Remember I said that the CBN governor may take a different approach in terms of what he wants to do with FX rates. One of the approach that this current governor has taken is to keep interest rates high to be able to attract international flows to mitigate against the falling reserve, okay? The new CBN governor may not want to take that approach. The bad part is that in doing that, government has succeeded in crowding out the private sector. So you, if government is borrowing aggressively at 15%, they are borrowing in that corridor. It becomes harder for corporates to have access to capital at a cheaper rate. So the dream that you can easily walk into a microfinance bank or walk into any financial institution and get loans is not a very viable dream at this current time because interest rates will still remain very high. So just bear that in mind. And what, what, what sector has suffered the most is the real estate sector. So if you're into real estate, now you know why you haven't fared because this high cost of borrowing does not support your business model. You know, you borrow at this kind of high rate, so do what? And then who is going to pay you that rent? Demand is still very weak because purchasing power is extremely weak. There's really no money in the system. Okay? So, having talked about interest rates, it's also important to talk about inflation. Currently, inflation is in the region of 11.4. So, you take 100,000 naira and then you go into the market, you come out with a nylon bag and you're wondering why. So in 2019, it's probably going to be worse because you may just be coming out with just one single item, so not even a bag this time. Why? Inflation is likely to go higher, we're estimating 12.8%. Clearly, salary and wage increases, both on the federal and the state level, those things have implications on, on the available monies. But the major cost really is in terms of their non-recurrent expenditure budget that they are projecting. So they are increasing that about 25 percent so you're moving from somewhere like 3.4 to 4.4 trillion so that's a lot in one year in terms of non uh recurrent expenditure so we will be advising that if you want or if you're one of those people that you have need to buy stuff it's better to buy now before the inflation goes up because prices are generally going to go higher. Not because demand is pushing it, but simply because, because typically what happens is that if, if you have a lot of money in the system and the, the monetary policy is tight, the physical policy is tight, prices somehow will have to adjust upwards. Otherwise, it's an aberration. So typically, Inflation is being driven largely because of the tightness of the monetary policy as well as the physical policy on the back of all these monies that are made available. So the CPM will continue to tighten to be able to control and maintain effect stability that they have always done. The new CBN governor may take a different approach. Either way, inflation is not expected to be 
less than what we are projecting for, which is about 12.8%. Also, in terms of the economy at large, okay, we've talked about the key factors that you need to bear in mind in Nigeria. But in terms of how this year will play out, the biggest factor that will determine what happens will be determined based on the political outlook. Okay? So, whether we have a successful election or we have an election that is protracted, marred by cases, it is clear that this year is between APC and PDP. From what we can see, it's obvious again that it's not going to be a landslide victory for either of the parties because it looks like a close call. One says, let's move to the next level, okay? And you wonder, next level of what exactly? Because there's less money to spend, okay? So, next level of what? The other one says, let's get Nigeria working again. That sounds very familiar because this current government kept saying we will change the FX rate. We, it's easy to make promises, you know, but what is the promise based on? Okay. So in determining your vote, it's not enough to just say I belong to this party. By the way, I'm, I don't belong to any party. I'm just presenting the economy as it stands, you know, so that in determining who should rule because it will determine how things will turn out. If you vote for this current government based on the budget they have submitted, based on the policies they are running, you're not likely to see any significant changes. It's just going to be same old stuff. As a matter of fact, it will be worse because now they are spending less money. They've already told you that. If you vote for the new government based on the, uh, the new, if, for the opposition, based on their promises, you know, it's easy to make promises. But when they get into power, the reality is that whoever wins will have to grapple with the foreign revenues, will have to grapple with policy. But someone says, well, it's better to try a new bribe. Maybe there's something that will come out at the end of it. So whatever you do decide to do, just bear in mind that the politics will determine what happens in the world. The success of the election is a major determinant. It's, it, we're having an election next weekend, right? If at the end of the day, like we saw in 2015, we have a clear winner, we get on with our lives, then some of these prognoses will play out. Okay? If it's marred by violence, it's inconclusive, it's protracted, then things will be really become very bad. So the success of Saturday is a critical determinant as to what will happen to the economy. But I believe strongly that like our pastor we say that God is the one that is and is, is biblical. It's God that actually established leadership of a nation. Okay? And so we will have a conclusive election based on the fact that a lot of people have been praying. So when you're praying for the election of Nigeria, you're not just praying for the election. You're praying that the election be conclusive. Praise the Lord. A lot of churches have been praying. I don't know how they've been praying or what they've been praying about. It's not about who wins. Regardless of who wins, don't expect things to just change automatically. It's not going to happen. The figures don't show that. 
but it's important that we have a conclusive election because a lot of internationals are on the sideline watching to see what's going to happen if your election is not conclusive they're not going to come in and things will get really worse and bad and nasty so now you know why a lot of nigerians are quitting their jobs and moving to canada because some people have looked at it and saying well it's almost like if we stay here we'll die so let's just go try somewhere else maybe it might be better praise the lord so a conclusive election is a key determinant as to what happens going forward for nigeria i've already talked about the oil price being a factor the oil price will be a factor obviously at the end of the election obviously who wins will have to grapple with so what do you then do in terms of policy how are you going to solve the problem of the economy i've also talked about the physical tightening that government is adopting so if you're a business person it's important to start keeping your books in order and also if you are one of those people that have companies portfolios that you're using to move money without actually doing stuff bear in mind you're going to start having visits from the tax people because government is certainly going to increase taxes even if they don't increase the figure in terms of percentage they are going to ensure that more people confirm uh, more people are conforming to the tax obligation so it's not going to be like before before they dwelt on the oil money now there's no oil money so they have to look for money anywhere so they're going to come back and start looking at defaulters uh just based on what frs is doing they're going to be talking to people who have things businesses accounts with banks and monies are moving so you probably just wake up and they, they have frozen your account because you haven't paid your taxes so bear that in mind that you're going to see things like that in 2019 and it's obvious why government is running out of cash they need to borrow or they need to increase taxes and to be honest nigeria perhaps is the only country where percentage of tax on gdp is extremely extremely very low even afghanistan that is war torn pay, they pay more taxes than we pay in nigeria so we can't be complaining that nothing is working and meanwhile we're not paying taxes the way we should so if you're looking at the screen they will make the the slides available to you so you can have a more uh understanding of what has happened i'm just giving a summary because of the challenge of time so i'm not going to go in that sequence so what do you do going forward what do you do going forward so for high net worth individuals clearly you you have some money the question is what do you do to preserve your capital to grow it so you buy federal government instruments it's a no-brainer in election year that people run to safety so buy treasury bills buy fgm bonds fantastic yields in the region of 15 percent plus so that way you're getting better return for your money okay you can also buy equities this is a good time to buy shares not because i'm a stockbroker but because stocks have been fundamentally undervalued why a lot of internationals have left so you can see that there's a window of opportunity to buy stocks that seems to be one of the things that is looking good but then the outcome of the election will determine what happens 
if we have a successful election there will be a rally in the stock market if we don't have a successful election then things could look bad but we are nigerians irrespective of what happens we are going to have a president by me so it's important to know that without risk there's really no return so if you have that sort of risk this is a good time to be buying if it's protracted so my advice would be first quarter try and look for fundamentally sound stocks because once the election is conclusive and is decisive the stock market will rally so we have a recommendation on the on the slides of what to buy the banks some consumer goods industrials are some stocks that i think you can buy uh, to be able to take advantage of the rally we're looking at the stock market returning about 10 percent so some of the stocks can easily return close to 30 40 percent um if you're if you're one of those people that have the appetite to take the risk for the rest of us who don't have enough capital we're just trying to patch and survive what do we do okay so the good thing about the current administration is that are making capital available to bank of industry and bank of agriculture they're increasing their capitalization in the region of 45 billion so they will have monies to lend at a rate that is different from the bank rate so you can check their website and find out what are the requirements um, that you need to get that money i don't want to make you look like you just go to bank of industry they will give you money it's not it doesn't work like that because but it's it's something that you have to consider and look they have a program that they call trader money that requires you to do a biometrics and it will give you money for petty trading all in a bid to try and reduce poverty but you know what the fundamental issue is this year the gdp forecast for nigeria is 2.1 um some people are saying three percent but in reality it's not going to be more than that 2.1 2.2 irrespective of who wins the election because of the fundamentals of the economy the population growth rate is 2.6 so people are generally poorer so you wake up poorer this essentially that's what it means and so someone says nigeria is a rich oil country i like the way uh, dr doi salami put it nigeria is an oil dependent country saudi arabia is a rich oil country okay so we produce 1.9 or 1. Point, at best 2.3 billion dollars a day where 200 million people sharing it they produce 10 million barrels per day and they are just 30 million people sharing so you can understand by just waking up as a saudi arabian you're six thousand dollars richer by just waking up but we are becoming poorer our population is growing faster than this dependence i'm spending time to talk about this because it's a cliche that we hear all the time we need to diversify our economy we need to diversify our economy diversification at the end of the day they go back to the same oil they go back to the same oil and the future of this oil is fading praise the lord all right so i've talked about the way forward for the low and high income earners okay so i think at this point i will pause to take a few comments and then we'll come back and conclude is that a good plan is that a good plan okay so if we can have the mic you just say your name and then you ask your questions we'll just take one or two just to make it more interactive and then we'll come back and we'll conclude
Good morning. My name is Bidemi. I want to ask about the treasury bills that you mentioned. You said that it was um, um, better to do shorter, 90 days. But what I've experienced in that market is that sometimes when maybe what you have has matured, and then they tell you that the primary market is not available, that uh, maybe they just done the bid like two days ago. And then you have to wait for two weeks. And then what I typically would um, do is to go into the secondary market. And then in the secondary market, you have to take whatever is available. What would you advise? Would you say wait for the primary market or do the secondary market immediately and take whatever is available? Okay, so anyway, thanks for the question. What I said is that if you have some capital and you're trying to grow it, in an election year, it's no brainer but to invest in government treasuries because it's safe and the returns at this current time is fantastic so, okay the short term the short term is okay in the primary in the treasury bill market there's a primary market there's a secondary market primary market is fresh auction that government does like every fortnight okay where they sell directly to you then the holders of that instrument when they need money they will sell it in the secondary market so that's what she's talking about do you always want to wait for the primary market or secondary market for my own dealings and and to buy treasury bill the minimum amount of treasury bill by the way is 50 million naira okay if you're buying treasury bill the minimum amount is 50 million otherwise you go and buy a federal savings bond which is 5000 that's the minimum 5000 so what is happening is that banks are buying the treasury bills in the lot of 50 million and then then selling on to you so you have to understand how that works. So the rates that you get will be a function either way of the liquidity state of the bank from which you're buying. So some banks have liquidity all through. So they won't ask you to wait. Some banks don't have liquidity. They will tell you to wait because they don't have the instrument to sell to you. So my advice would be to look around as opposed to relying on one financial uh, institution. Ask other financial institutions. So when your treasury bill matured, if it's a short term, you'll be able to invest without delay instead of relying on one institution because they may not have liquidity or an interesting rate at that. So you can always shop around. This is not the time to be trusting. This is the time to be knowledgeable. Ask First Bank, ask UBA, ask Standard, ask around and you get the rates that you want and transfer your money. It's your money. You need to know how to look after it. The reason why you're doing short term now is because rates are high why first quarter election concern there's no liquidity so rates are high that's what we're advising that you do shorter tenor after the election if it's conclusive or when it's conclusive because we've been praying right when the election is conclusive and we have a president we have a new cbn governor rates are likely to adjust moderately down so at that point it might be better to go long so you buy a one-year paper so that when it takes longer for it to to uh, mature so when it matures the risk of investment is reduced okay i hope i was able to answer your question do we have another question there are two hands in the front good morning church um pastor <clears throat> you did mention to us that um the whoever becomes the cbn governor we we'll go a long way in determining how the exchange and how all of it goes. Can you please let us know 
how this is this comes about. Is it at the Wims and Capital or wherever becomes CBA? Or there's a group of people that will sit down together, get themselves to know the best way to go. Can you please explain that? Okay, so in June, the tenure of the current CBN governor will, will expire. And so it's predicated on the president at the time to either retain him or by reappointing him or extending his contract or appointing a new CBN governor. Based on antecedents we've seen with this current government, you already know what's going to happen, so I don't have to go into that. Okay? You already know what's going to happen. So, so if a new person, obviously, if we have a new president, he may want to appoint someone someone else because even when this current president governor was appointed if you recall there were so many issues around his appointment people in the international community didn't think he had a firm grasp of because he was saying too many things first he said interest rates uh, don't have to be treasury bills don't have to be above six percent then he says oh the naira is fairly valued and they are looking at him and are wondering is this is he on something <laughs> and shortly after that we saw the massacre that occurred you know so you can't be saying something to a very informed investor you know this is not politics economics is not politics you can't be saying something to an informed investor that this something is right when even a baby knows that there's something wrong with it with the metrics you're using so who determines that will be a function of who the president is going to be obviously who appoints and the senate will confirm in line with other appointments i hope i was able to answer that Whoever is appointed, the decision will be at his own um, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the CBN governor is responsible for the monetary policy. He's responsible for the monetary policy. That's what he's going to be doing. So, how he will administer the economy, monetary policy, the, the finance minister is also the fiscal policy. How he will determine interest rates, how he will determine FX rates will be a function of how he understands the economy. Some people feel that what he's currently doing is stifling growth because. Is keeping interest rates high, people are not able to borrow money, and the economy is suffering. Why? Because he wants stability in the FX. Others feel that what he should have done, and if you look at it now, that could have been a better approach, was to loosen the FX rate and let it normalize or adjust to market rates. Whereby, we are in, I mean, at that time, we were asking him to do 375, and he was saying it was fairly priced at 200. We, now, we are now at 360 something. 305 officially so we say the currency is 10 percent overvalued okay so perhaps the new cbn governor will say you know what i'm not too concerned about this fx stability let me let it float a bit and adjust it to real market rate of 395 or 3 390 okay and then reduce this interest rate domestically because if government is going to borrow to fund their budget and they are borrowing at a high rate they have already set a bar which means government is risk-free if government is borrowing at 15 percent at risk-free it means anybody who wants to borrow will have to borrow at a premium or say corporates will borrow at a premium individuals like you and i will short of asking us to find the white elephants with beard <laughs> as collateral you'll be borrowing at a much higher premium so lending rates somewhere 26 28 percent if you're lucky to even have that access and that's why businesses are crumbling because there's no there's no credit 
even America, as big as America is, first of all, the biggest company in America today is Amazon. And that's the biggest company in the world. Amazon has a market cap of close to a trillion dollars, which is 800 and 0 0.8 trillion dollars. Okay? What is our total budget? It's about 28 billion dollars. So one company in America is bigger than all of us as a country. So now you know why that president made that kind of comment he was making. Thank you so much. That's a very interesting question. Now, agriculture is always the diversification. So, they always talk about agriculture. Let's diversify. Let's diversify. Let's go into agriculture. Now, that in itself hasn't really been growing. Okay? It hasn't really been growing. And you know the reason why the herdsmen and access to capital to, to, to grow that business. In economics, they will say reduce the number of people in agriculture and move to industrialization to increase productivity but what has happened is that agriculture continues to be a major uh, sector that people are going into so the way i will answer it is it's not before or after agriculture you can do okay even with the constraints that you're suffering the outlook for agriculture we have a positive outlook for it and you understand the reason why there's a positive outlook for agriculture. You know, you have a growing population. Demand will always be high. So we need to feed ourselves. Okay? So if you're going into agriculture, you have to go into it with the mindset that you have, you will not have, you may not have access to credit. Even though government is making available capital for Bank of Agriculture. So Bank of Agriculture should, in a normal situation, give you credit to be able to do agriculture at a market rate that is not competitive. But you think about it now. You just think about it. If your return from agriculture is in the region and typically it's around 6-8%, okay? So if I give you 100,000 loan, you probably give me 6 or 8% return. But I can buy treasury bill at 16%. If I even bargain very well, I can get OMO at 17%. Does it really make any sense for anybody to be giving you money to do agriculture? So they have all these policies where they're saying, oh, the banks have been mandated to give you money if you're into agriculture. It's all talk. Because the reality is that nobody will give you money when you're throwing away the money. First of all, do you even have the infrastructure? I have, I have documented cases of how people have borrowed money to go into agriculture and how the herdsmen came and scattered everything. So how are they going to pay back the money now? So, so agriculture is positive, but the ability to maximize the return will be predicated on the seriousness of internal security, whoever wins, we put in place. You can't continue to have this confrontation between the headsmen and the people who are farming and think that there will, there will be peace. If this current administration does not do anything about it, you can imagine that guy who borrowed money and herdsmen came and ravaged his farm. Next time, if the government doesn't protect him, he's going to now start making provision for his own personal security. So, whoever wins will have to take this very seriously. Internal security is very pertinent for agriculture to grow. Access to credit is pertinent for agriculture to grow. But that can only happen if other returns 
around the economy is not so mouth watering because it makes no sense for you to go into real estate and get eight percent go into agriculture and be getting six point eight percent when you can just drink tea buy treasury bills and go and play golf and be getting 15 percent have any more questions because we're running out of time okay so in the absence of no other question let's let's look at some key scriptures remember where i started from i said what was the word for the year and so god has already through the set man of god or set man in the house giving us an insight as to what is going to happen this year that this is not one of those ordinary years that he's going to come to our rescue because it's one of those years where it's not even it's not, it's not by strength it's by for by strength shall no man prevail but god himself will make himself available to us so let's look at first samuel 7 verse 12 and if you're familiar with that word our pastor gave you should know what the word is talking about Samuel 7 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 12 so then Samuel took stone and set it up between my sight is not that great so someone will have to help me read it Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Meshav and Sher and called, called his name Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. Praise the Lord. Thus far the Lord has helped us. Remember this word. Remember this word that God said what, what was happening. The people of Israel were losing battles and God then decided to help them and then he called for repentance that they should repent and then by reason of repentance god then uh gave a word that he was going to be god and he called his name ebenezer god called himself ebenezer our lord because god has many attributes he has many names but this year he's chosen to be our ebenezer reason why he has chosen to be our Ebenezer is simply because he understands that by strength shall no man prevail. So don't be relying on your intelligence, relying on your abilities, uh, your contacts, relying on your knowledge. What you need to rely on is on the word of God. What is the word of God saying to us? Because like I said, if we are not of the world, then we should have, have our own budget. We should have our own forecasts. Okay? So what is the budget for the children of God this year? So the budget is Philippians 4.19. That you already know. That my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. It's a word that you have to have a revelation of. It's not a cliche, my God shall supply. You have to walk in that reality. So how does God walk? God walks by faith. Faith calls the things that be not as though they were. 
don't dwell on the mentality of lack you have to move away from the mentality of lack into a mentality of knowing who you are that you have a god that is all sufficient for you so if things don't move according to what you you this is your budget okay the budget of nigeria says they're going to spend less your budget is saying that god will make every grace abound towards you that you always have enough at all times having enough to sow praise the lord so we walk in that mindset don't walk and talk in the same mindset as the unbelievers do but therein lies our salvation our ability to act on the word of god until it becomes our reality we keep saying the word of god we keep meditating and living the word of god and eventually that will become our reality so what is what is the word of god saying concerning the outlook for us this year i've just told you about budget what is the outlook for a child of god this year apart from the fact that he said this year i will be an Ebenezer, i will be jehovah Ebenezer to you so i'm going to help you i'm going to be your strength so don't look at the figures don't look at the circumstance don't look at what is going on look unto god the author and the author and finisher of your faith that god has the ability to do essentially what the word says all you have to do is to take a step of faith for without faith it's impossible to please god praise the lord so what is the outlook the outlook is found in psalms 115 that is the outlook for us this year psalm 115 our pastor made a pronouncement of this i don't know i like to believe he did the same when he when he gave the word for the year here as well so this is the outlook for us and unto us oh lord and unto us but to your name give glory because of your mercy because of your truth just keep going it's from from verse 7 samuel 1 5 from verse 7 to 15. they have hands but they have not someone will have to help me the outlook for the year for us is that we will have to take this pronouncement from god because that is the outlook that he has given to us and this is not my word this is the word that was given to our pastor and there's a reason why this word was given to him this word was given to him even before the analysis for the year came forth so god already had an idea obviously god knows everything of what's going to happen this year and he gave us this word as an encouragement that will continue to work okay he gave us an encouragement that we, sh- we can walk according to the details of this world so psalms 115 verse 7 it says they have hands but they do not handle feet they have but they do not walk nor do they mortar through their throats those who make them are like them so is everyone who trusts in them all israel trust in the lord he is their help and their shield O house of aaron trust in the lord he is their help and their shield oh you who fear the lord trust in the lord he is their help and their shield so what i'm saying to you that this year the lord is our world our help and our shield praise the lord the lord has been mindful of us he will bless us 
he will bless the house of Israel. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. May the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. So, this is not a time to walk in fear. And so, those who say 2019 is a year of fear, anxiety, and uncertainty, clearly are people of this world. So, because we are not of the world, this year, we will take advantage of all the opportunities that 2019 presents. And why am I saying that? I'm so confident of that because if God says to us that to this year, he's our Ebenezer, Jehovah Ebenezer, it means that no weapon fashion against us this year will prevail. We will not be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Because when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he will tell you the things to come. You will have insight. You will be able to make the right decision and you will not be led astray by the power of the Holy Ghost that's resident upon you. The only difference between those that serve God and those that don't serve God will be made manifest in a year such as this. Because the ones that serve God will take decisive steps as led and orchestrated by the Holy Ghost. So this is a year where you must learn to hear the voice of God. Don't go about your business in normal way, relying on your contact or your strength. This is a year where it may not even make sense to you, but you have to do it. Why? Because the word of God has said you should do it. That you, those that trust God to this year will not come out with shame. They will not come out with brutality, but they will come out clean as though nothing happened. Praise the Lord. Can we celebrate? Can we celebrate him one more time? Hallelujah. 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 It's important that the children of God also put some value on correct information. Nigerians are generally always trading rumors and gossip. Like he said, how do you even know how to pray if you don't have the right information? You have to assess the battle before you know your battle plan. Are you there? Have we been enlightened today? Let's celebrate him one more time. With that, I want to make some recommendations. If things are going to be tight, you have no business not being the best at your game. For instance, when money is tighter, people are not going to want to waste any money. So, whatever you do, if you're sewing clothes now, a lot of people will want to sew less. So, you can't even afford to lose any customer. Are you there? In this year, don't fall asleep on the job. Because customers have less money to spend. There's no amount of prayer you're going to pray. God will not do what you are supposed to do. God will only do what God can do. 
God can bring the customer to your door. If you do a rubbish job, the customer will go somewhere else. Are you there? So this is the year that we must up our game. We must work hard. No wastage. This is not the year to be buying Ashwebi all over the place. Now some people don't like me anymore because every week... Can I tell you something? This is not the year to have a mindless celebration. If you have money, if it's your birthday, don't go spend all that money on your birthday. Spend a quarter of that and invest the remaining three quarters. You see, only you in the front are clapping. The people at the back... Are you there? When things are going to tighten up can we be real you need to slow down on your luxury life you need to cut down some things save some money praise god and can i tell you the truth if it's going to get tough the worst thing you can do is stop tithing because that is your social heavenly social security number that's the budget you see they're not clapping <laughs> you know Except the Lord build the house, the labor in vain that build it. Listen, if the government is going to spend less and the banks are going to get hostile and so on, and you now forsake God and say you won't tithe, Omar, you are your own. Hello? You know, Christians like to pray about everything and as if God is going to do everything. God does not fund foolishness. This is a season for wisdom and that's why uh, I'm glad to say that in our church we just don't pray. We do more than pray. We also pursue wisdom. We have a great man. He's one of the lead uh, investors, uh, investment managers in the country. He used to be the MD of um, UBA Securities. Now he's one of the top dogs in the Nigerian Stock Exchange. So we have wisdom in the house. If we had to pay you, we wouldn't be able to afford that. But thank you for lending us wisdom. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, we're going to pray. I want you to stand to your feet. If you look around today, we advertise that we're going to look at the economy and the social uh, uh, political outlook for 2019. And a lot of people didn't come to church. You know why? Because a lot of people want a God that does everything for them. I'm appalled that when people make Christianity look like it is something people that don't have no brain, that's where they go. God does not work, the faith in, of God does not work outside of your brain as well. And can I tell you something? We have prohibited begging in church. And all the people that are not doing the right thing, if they think they're going to come to Grace Assembly and start begging, it's not going to happen. Do you follow me? If things get tough, some people that are not doing the right thing, they ask for trouble. I want to look at some scriptures we want to pray. Proverbs 22 and verse 3. I want multimedia to be quick. Proverbs 22 and verse 3, the New Living Translation. Hallelujah. It says a prudent person foresees danger and takes what? Precautions. 
the simple thing that is a Christian that is all spiritual, no sensitivity, no sensibility, goes blindly on and suffers what? The consequences. We're going to pray. Say, Lord, whatever precaution I need to take so that my family will not suffer, so that I do not lose my job, because when things get tough, they're going to reduce staff. When things get tough, people you lend money to carelessly without assessing whether they're good enough to give money to, they will not pay you back. You're going to get poorer. I want you to lift up your right hand and say, Father, open my understanding. In this year, 2019, guide me with your counsel. Show me the precautions I ought to take on my job with my money in my investment with my staff begin to pray those prayers lord i don't want to i don't want to suffer the consequences the bible says some people will suffer consequences i don't want to suffer show me what i need to do on time before it is too late make me wise on my job to take the right decisions to make the right precautions to stop some kind of foolish spending to move my investment in the right direction to prepare for stiffer competition for the market share Lord help me help all the members of Grace Assembly that we will not suffer consequences We'll have taken precautions and God is going to bless us. The word of God is going to work wonders in our lives. Foolishness will not be found amongst us. We will not suffer the consequences of foolishness. In the name of Jesus. Consequences the Bible says the Holy Spirit will show you things so that you are not a victim of the circumstances. In 2019, whatever the circumstances may be, we will not fall victims in the name of Jesus. We will not be financial victims. We will not be health victims. Our family will not be victims. Our businesses will not be victims in the name of the Lord Jesus. May the Lord show us what we need to do. Take the right steps at the right time. Precautions so that we don't suffer the consequences of fools in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want multimedia to give me the same New Living Translation, Proverbs 14 and verse 8. Proverbs 14 and verse 8. Listen to this. The prudent understand where they're going. Hello. We're going into 2019, Abby. We're going to elections. But not everybody knows what is ahead. But the prudent understand where they're going. But the fools deceive themselves. I want you to put your hand on your forehead and say, Lord, open my eyes to see where I am going. What I'm going to meet there. Whatever the plan is. Whatever is going to go wrong. Help me to see and to understand every aspect of life that concerns me and my family. That I will not walk like a blind man. I will not stumble in the midday. I will not lose my money. I will not lose my job. My business will not fold up. Father, make me a wise man. Give me sight. Let me have foresight 
to understand what is going on to understand where i'm going this year pray 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 say lord i will not be stumbling like a blind man i will not be making bad decisions this year father i will make me the head and not the tail lord show me how to be on top and not beneath begin to pray say lord i will be open to the holy spirit i will be connected to the holy spirit i will be sensitive to the leading of the holy spirit so that i don't become a victim of the circumstances grant us sight and foresight give us foresight that we may operate with oversight in the name of jesus father we thank you in Jesus name we pray where others are stumbling and they're falling we will be making progress in 2019 in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ where people are losing money will be taking advantage and will be going higher because Jehovah will be our Ebenezer he will be our helper he will be our leader he will show us the truth he will give us the winning formula I said the Lord will give us a winning formula in Jesus mighty name where they say there is a casting down for us there will be a lifting up by the hand of our Ebenezer so shall it be in Jesus mighty name say amen help me pray for your name The Bible says the fool will suffer consequences, which means it was always there, but the fool didn't see it. But God opens our eyes, we see it. There's one more thing I want you to do. I want you to help me hold somebody you love. Pray for the person. Say, whatever is going to happen in 2019, may Jehovah be this person's Ebenezer to give you the winning formula. To give you the winning formula. The formula that will not fail. The formula of winners. The formula that produces prosperity and breakthrough. You will not suffer the consequences of fools. Jehovah will give you the formula for your business. The formula for your employment. The formula for your investments. The formula for your market share. Jehovah will give you. He will be your Ebenezer. You will not stumble, you will not fall, you will not fail, you will not lose out, you will not be disgraced. The Lord will give us the winning formula. Receive that winning formula by the leading of the Holy Spirit without fail in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If others don't have it, we the children of God will have the winning formula. There has to be a difference between those that serve God and those that don't serve God. Say I receive my own winning formula for 2019. I will do well. I will prosper in farming. I will be on top. I will not be the tail. Blessed be God. In Jesus name we pray. Go ahead celebrate our Ebenezer still on the New Living Translation 
Psalm 66 and verse 12. We're still praying. You know, I don't pray. Paul said, I don't fight like them that beat the air. I don't do shadow boxing. When I want to pray, I look at the facts. I look at what the devil is doing. I look at what God said. And then I craft my prayer and I go for it. May we not even be wasting time in the place of prayer in Jesus' name. Every time we pray, we hit it. I said we make it. In the name of Jesus. Listen to this one. It says, then you put a leader over us. Wait now. Four years ago. Then you put a leader over us. So we went through fire and flood. Is it true or not? I like the second part. But you brought us out to a place of great abundance. We have been through something. But God is bringing us out. Can I hear your amen? By the hand of our Ebenezer, the Lord is bringing us out to a place of great abundance pastor you talk about faith we look at information we process data but we don't put our faith on that we put our faith in god can you lift up your right hand and say lord i have been through i am coming through and i'm going into a place of grace abundance by the help of my ebenezer this will be my portion without fail it will come to pass by the working of the Lord, by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I will not remain where I used to be. The Lord is bringing me out to a place of great abundance. Begin to pray that prayer for you and your loved ones. Some people may remain there, but I am moving. God is ushering me out of the place of my troubles, of the place of my struggles, of the place of my losses. God is ushering me. The Holy Spirit is pushing me. He's directing me. He's guiding me to a place of great abundance. Father, I thank you. The Lord is moving us forward into a place of promise a place of great abundance it shall be as a sign it will be a wonder amongst men lord i receive it for myself and my household i download it because with god nothing shall be impossible he's the one that makes a way where there used to be no way he's the one that brings water out of the rock he's the one that does mighty things his name is called wonderful he's my helper he's my redeemer he's a lifter up of my head he's the one that gave the word of the ebenezer I will not be remain where I used to be. The Lord is bringing us out to a place of great abundance. Lord, I receive it. Lord is going to be our portion without fail. As surely as your word does not return to you void. This promise will not return to you void. It will be brought to pass in my life. It must, it must be our experience. We will testify of the help of the Lord. So shall it be. I said so shall it be. I said so it has to be. So it must be. To the glory of God without fail. In the mighty name of Jesus. Where is your amen? Hallelujah.
Whatever we went through, we will not remain there. Am I prophesying to somebody, whatever you've been through, you're not staying there. By the hand of the Lord, he's bringing us out. Out of sorrow. Out of pain. Out of struggles. Out of a place of tears. Out of famine. Into a place of great abundance. Did not the Bible says God is able to make all grace abound towards you. And you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance unto every good work. Can we celebrate this God who is so good, who is so kind, who is so merciful over our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to use those prayer, um, uh, scriptures to continue to pray throughout 2019 and be focused. Be the best at what you do. The devil is a liar. A thousand shall fall by our side. Ten thousand by our right. It shall not come near us. Amen. All right. You may be seated. I'm going to call for tithes and first fruit. If you're in church, you have your tithe, your first fruit. I want